You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride, take a cab, find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Families and friends of the 12 people killed in the mass shooting in Virginia Beach are coming together for prayer vigils and memorial services. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam attended a vigil this weekend pledging to again bring up gun control legislation in the state legislature. Gun legislation that that we uh, introduce every year, uh, it has been defeated over the past few years, but uh, I'm going to make a decision. Uh, We need to bring those up again. Investigators say the weapons used in the attack were purchased legally. Virginia Beach officials are expected to hold another media briefing in a couple of hours. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is in Switzerland, where he's been meeting with his Swiss counterpart for talks focusing on the rising tension with Iran. Pompeo said today that the U.S. is willing to engage with no preconditions, but that the Trump administration's pressure campaign will continue. Operanian officials have indicated they may be willing to engage in talks, but will not be bullied. To California now, where Democrats are hearing from 14 of their presidential candidates at the state party's convention this weekend in San Francisco. Capitol Public Radio's Ben Adler reports that the delegates and activists at the convention are weighing both policy preferences and electability. Teachers flooded the state capitol in Charleston as senators reconvened for a special legislative session. 
Lawmakers quickly voted down efforts to fast-track the 140-page measure that ties pay raises and more mental health services for students to charter schools and other proposals opposed by teachers. A separate bill to create education vouchers for public funding to be used for private education, a provision that has also brought controversy in recent months, will also move forward at a normal pace. Democrats say the GOP proposals are a repeat of a bill that led to a two-day teacher strike in the state in February. For NPR News, I'm Dave Mistich in Charleston, West Virginia. And that was uh, Public of West Virginia Public Broadcasting's Dave Mistich reporting from West Virginia. A final vote in the state Senate could come today on a controversial education overhaul measure. The Senate is to reconvene this afternoon, and lawmakers have toiled over that issue for months but have gotten pushback from teachers. President Trump is weighing in on British politics ahead of his state visit to the United Kingdom. Sunday Times newspaper is quoting. Mr. Trump is saying the U.K. should leave the European Union without a deal if it cannot get better terms. He also said that Brexit leader Nigel Farage should be given a role in the negotiations. In a separate interview, President Trump praised Boris Johnson, the leading candidate in a crowded field trying to become the country's next prime minister. This is NPR News. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Coming up next on the serious side. Some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. One false story after another. On issues ranging from obstruction of the Russia investigation to his review of how that investigation began. We are not going to let the fake news tell us what to do. The owners of Sinclair Broadcast Group have donated thousands to Republican causes, including a super PAC supporting Mr. Trump's 2016 presidential Does the president have to repeat that Obamacare is not sustainable. Last year, the company hired former Trump White House staff member Boris Epstein as its chief political analyst. Routine routine. We have some breaking news They're only citizens who, through their elected and temporary representatives, determine our course and determine our character. I'm here today because this is one of those pivotal moments when every one of us, as citizens of the United States, need to determine just who it is that we are what it is that we stand for. And as a fellow citizen, not as an ex-president, but as a fellow citizen, I'm here to deliver a simple message, and that is that you need to vote because our democracy depends on it. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wild Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is June 2nd, 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Like the man said, I'm J. Rowell. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. But as always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to my family. First up, she's my big sis, and she brings a southern twang and that, uh, what should I call it? That just down home cooking to the show. The one and only Miss Vanessa Maybell is in the house. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good 
Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday to everybody. Hi, Jay. Hey, sweetie. How you doing? Good and you. Glad to be here. Uh, I'm glad you're here as well. Boy, here's a man. God, I can't remember. How, how do we bring him in? It's been so long since he's been in the house. You know there's the resident official texture of the show, but we got to remove that title because he's just right here in the house bringing all that education to the scene. I call him the educated brother. He's my little brother, the one and only Mr. Johnny D is back in the house after a long time being away. He'll catch us up on his trip. What's going on, man? How you doing? Welcome back in. Big brother, big brother, I'm doing well. Miss Vanessa, hello, Mr. Elias. Good morning. Jerome, um, I tell you what, it has been uh, quite some time. Definitely, I've been on a sabbatical, and like I said, we've communicated uh, throughout that process. Jason, you know, I'm out there trying to do some things um, for our community that was inspired by the show. Since my participation on the show, I just feel the need to, to get out there, man, and be more proactive. So again, I'm looking forward to this opportunity. I apologize. I got the dog talking in the background, but uh, again, thank you all for allowing me an opportunity to be part of, of, of this show, and thank you to all the listeners for inviting us into your home each week. Absolutely. That man is the educated rapper himself, the one and only Mr. Johnny D back in the house. Can't wait to hear a little bit about what he's been doing since he's been gone. Speaking of Mr. Elias, the man that gets the first and last word here, the man who really runs everything around here, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Vanessa. And good morning, Hawk. How are you doing this morning, sir? Good morning. Good morning, Lex. Can't wait to hear what you've been doing, Everybody brother. Do. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help, man. Absolutely. Can't wait to uh, hear what he's been doing. Of course, uh, our uh, esteemed colleague, Mr. Jerome Spree from SpreeRadio.net, who brings you on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. But until then, we hold it down, 347-850-1272. Of course, the world-famous chat room having some technical difficulties this morning, not our fault theirs. So hopefully we can get that up and running. But if you can hear our voice, that's what's the most important thing, and we appreciate you spending a portion of your Sunday morning with us. And as always, every month we do what we call the Sunday Morning Roundtable, where our esteemed panelists bring topics to the table that they'd like to discuss. We do this once a month, every now and then twice a month. But there's no shortage of topics that they can bring to the table. And as always, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side has the honor of blessing us with this morning's conversation for the first set. Mr. Elias, what's on your mind? What are we talking about for the first 30 minutes of the show? Man, you know something, I, it, it's so many things I'd like to talk about, like the the, the brother who gave uh, the money at Morehouse College, but you know something, man, I, I'd like to talk about why are the Democrats scared to start impeachment processes against Donald Trump, man? Why are they scared? That's an interesting topic. And the reason you feel, okay, so that if you put this on the table, well, what do you think? I mean, answer your own question. Why, why do you think that Democrats are uh, hesitant to do this? I mean, we, we've talked about it, but uh, let's let's dive into it deeper, like they say. So why do you think, Mr. Elias, the Democrats are uh, scared to do it? Well, they they they, they can, you know, it's going to rile his base up. His base is already wild up. So what? His base is wild up. They're, gonna, they're already wild up. No matter what he does, no matter what he says, 
they, they're already riled up. So stop that. And, and it, it doesn't look bad politically if you do it. Because what about those people who look at you and say, damn, you're not even doing your job like me? I'm saying that because I sat here and watched him talk talk about how he believe, uh, how he uh, about Kim Jong Un and and, and uh, oh uh, Joe and it's just like he it's, he does not give a damn about this country and for people to sit here and act like oh he's 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 one of the greatest presidents ever he's a joke how do you get in a process? Where you and and, and and taking a dictator's process over your own people? How do you get there? and You love this guy. I, I'm just I'm, I'm flabbergasted. And 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 then Nancy Pelosi, us uh, a political ploy. It would be death. I don't care. Do your damn job. Do it. Get out there and 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 as 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 the senator in 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 Detroit said, peace is mf. Because I'm telling you. He's, he's, I mean, the Mueller report says that this guy should be impeached. He's obstructed justice. I don't know how many times. Do your job. Do what we do. What we asked you to do. We sent you to Congress for a reason. We sent you to Washington D.C. for a reason. Do your job. Do it. Stop playing games. But, it's, but, it's irritating. But Mr. Elias. But don't you think a part of their job is to try to win the next election? I mean, think about it. Listen, I'm for the record. I'm kind of where you are on this, but I kind of understand where she's coming from. Because, you know, their base, his base is fired up, there's no doubt about it. But the bottom line is, is that if they go out here and really push this, what is it? Is it, is, is it symbolic, Vanessa? Because at the end of the day, oh, you've got to have both branches. But, Mr. Elias, the Senate is not going to approve it. At least start it, Jay. At least start it, and you'll bring out so much more crap on this guy than than than, than just sitting back not doing anything. At least start it. You start it, and you, you get an investigation to all the stuff. That he, because if you look at it, when 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 Nixon got in peace, it wasn't popular then either. They only had 19 percent of the population that agreed with it. But yeah, by the time but they brought it all, Nixon was doing. Yeah, but the difference is the difference then and now is the fact that the Republicans were on board with it. The Republicans thought about country before before party. They said, "Look, this guy is wrong. We have to move forward with impeachment." You know damn well. Listen to what Mitch McConnell just said this past week. That if a vacancy happened, if a vacancy so happens next year, that they are going to fill it. Now, what did he say? Like, what did he say in 2016? When President Obama was in office, uh, what did he say? He said, well, right. I think that citizens has the right to uh, select an expert. But you know what? And that's you what he what? said. I'm mad about that. Well, you should be. Hey, no, I'm mad at Obama you about be. that. Because he should have. How you mad? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How are you mad at President Gordon. Obama on that? I just said it. Because, because he should have. Jay. Calm down. I'm listening. I'm upset with I'm President listening. Obama about that because you know what? Regardless if they were going to let that person go through or not, I would have chose that person. And then they could have went through whatever procedure they needed to go through not to put that person in office. 
But Obama didn't do that. He just took them when they said, oh, well, they said they wasn't going to let him go through, so to hell with him, I'm not going to put you back. I would have named somebody if I would have that's named my mother-in-law. That's not true, Vanessa. Vanessa, that's not true, sweetie. That's not true. No, Jay. Vanessa, he did Get nominate on. him. Hold on, Jay. Vanessa, he... Hold on, Jay. Oh, my God. He wow. did not name a person. Who was he the did. person, He Jay? named Mary Garland, Vanessa. He did. The, the Senate refused to interview him. Senators on the Republican side of the fence refused to interview Merrick Garland, and they refused to have a hearing. President Obama did everything he could within his presidential powers. That's not the president's fault. He recommended that guy, and Mitch McConnell and his band of merry men decided that Somebody they weren't going him. to talk to him or even give him a... Huh? It's not President Somebody Obama's fault. Don't be mad at President Obama. Okay, I won't be mad at huh? Obama, so let me go back and answer the question. What okay. uh, Les is saying. Les, yes. I agree with you, but I disagree. I agree they should do something, okay. but I have to say I agree with Pelosi. Don't chew me out. Let me say why. Pelosi's smart. And that, I want to call her, I want to say something, but Pelosi is smart. If y'all turn y'all head and drop for a minute, she's plotting something. Don't think that old woman that sit back there plotting something. But she's got to be accurate, accurate, less because if she don't, and they don't have enough evidence to pull it off, guess what? All them Trumpsters, all them racist people, all them KKKs, all them people with them Confederate flags up in Louisiana when I come through there. All them folk gonna put him right back in office. So I agree. But nothing, they, they're not gonna stop they voting. For him. They're not gonna stop. That's his base. They're gonna vote for him. Like you said, he can go out in the middle of Fifth Avenue and, and New York City and shoot somebody, and they still would vote for him. So no matter what, yeah. they're gonna vote for him. So if you don't, if you don't start impeachment the proceedings, they're gonna vote for him anyway. So what's the difference? At least start. I think that I think that they should get. This is just me. That uh, what's his name? Because I came to think this morning, he had no coffee. Uh, the man who did the report, Mueller, Mueller. Mueller I yeah. think that they should subpoena Mueller. him, Mueller, Mueller. I think they should subpoena him to testify, then start the proceedings. Okay. Let's hear out. Let's hear that report out of his mouth. He wrote it, and then. Started. But if you started and half of Americans haven't read it just because Jerome and you didn't read it, doesn't mean that they should just start the proceedings. America needs to hear what was in that report from the man who wrote it. Okay, well, saying. all right, let's get Johnny. I read that report. All right, all right, okay, well, most people won't. Okay, but, but let's get Johnny D's opinion. You mentioned Jerome. It looks like he is in the house. We'll introduce him, give him the proper introduction uh-huh. here in a second. Uh, Johnny D, your thoughts here real quick before we bring uh, uh, Rummy Rome in the house. You know, this is the thing that I miss about my Sunday mornings after service, uh, getting my, 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 my blood pumped up by the commentary and, and, and just, a different, just a different school of thoughts. Uh, as a person who believes in the rule of law, I have to confirm yeah. what Les is saying. You have to do your job always because as, 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 as a person, as a, again, as a person who believes in the rule of law and, and believes that this is the most lawless 
the most lawless individual who has ever served in that capacity in my era, in, in the histories, in the chronicles in which can be documented. The Congress is simply demonstrating to me that they are more about the politics and the posture than they are about doing the right thing. So their power and influence that they're trying to exhibit by not by not moving forward with impeachment hearing is no more than what Donald Trump does each and every day by trying to prompt them into impeachment. I agree with Les again. His base is going to be his base. So who in essence wins again? The extremist view, the far right, those individuals continuously win because he, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a pretentious that he's out there baiting people to impeach him. You have to follow what the congressional rules on ethics and their ultimate responsibilities and boundaries, which means you have no other choice but to impeach this guy. So I disagree with Nancy Pelosi on, on, on the basis of the fact that Robert Mueller has basically laid the format out. I don't think he needs to go before Congress um, and because he's already said what, what, what has set the ground in the stages to say, okay, Congress, I have basically laid this out, so now you do your job. I'm telling you what I have. America understands what he has. Donald Trump understands what he has. So, you know how you sit there at, at, at the card table, and you know that, that, that you don't have a winning hand, but you're going to bluff all the way. This is what Donald Trump is doing. Donald Trump is going to get his base. So it's my opinion. There's no need to fear it. Go ahead and stick it out there and let the people say, let, let the people see that you're going to do your job in spite of, because I will assure you this right here, our local, our local law enforcement wouldn't be sitting there jousting around if either of us had committed a, 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 a violation of the law. They would go hand and foot in order to make sure that, that we were prosecuted and jailed for what we've done. And Donald Trump, Donald Trump and his regime has done it at the highest levels. So for that there, I do suggest that we go forward with the impeachment. Um, I just want to comment real quick on on the, uh, the, the nomination or the, the failure to push through uh, Merrick Garland. I've always said that President Obama will go down in history as one of the greatest presidents uh, as his time has ended, okay? In, in the Chronicles, when Trump gets through trying to throw a, a, a bunch of dirt on his name, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, they'll look back and they'll say, you know what, he has some great accomplishments. The thing that sometimes and oftentimes bothered me during his presidency is that I don't think he exercised the, the public's opinion and the public's right to push through legislation, hence the nomination for Supreme Court. I think it, it was 10 or 11 months before he would have uh, ended his term as president. He could have spent the entire summer doing nothing but promoting it and forced Force the American public to, to get on the the senators, of particular Mitch McConnell, and I think that they would have brought it before the floor. So there were some things that he did. Uh, you know, once you got that second term, and at that point in time, you, you you pushed forward with your agenda. And I think that he was a little soft-handed towards the end, and he focused his his area on just making sure that people had the equalities. But again, like I said, outstanding president, uh, but this right here is the most lawless individual that has ever served in that office. Uh -huh. 
Wow, listen to what we've been missing on the Sunday morning. Wow, let's bring in the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, who brings us on a weekly basis. On a need-to-know basis, he's in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good morning, Jerome. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, Mr. Spree. No uh, questions asked. Uh, go for it. Floor is yours. Um, where would you like me to start? Uh, I don't know, just <laughs> anywhere you want. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, well, okay, I'll, well, I'll say Okay, well, 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 okay, a couple of things. A couple of things you heard us talk about. I think you, uh, we, we talked about, uh, you know, this whole thing with uh, Mayor Garland, you know. And, and, listen, I hear what Johnny D said. I hear what Vanessa said. I mean, I, I watch this stuff 24-7. I'm not sure if there's more President Obama could have done. I mean, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I just thought that when Vanessa said that she was mad at President because he didn't uh, nominate anyone, well, he did nominate Mary Garland, and well, he not, did. You not, know, I, I, I watched a ton of speeches. I saw a ton of speeches where he was trying to go after the Republicans, but after you know, I mean, listen, they, they weren't going to do it. And but anyway, Jerome, you can start anywhere you want. We're, you know, Mr. Elias, the topic on the table is uh, what's going on with the Republicans. And the Barrett Garland thing came up and how Mitch McConnell is doing what Mitch McConnell does. And so your thoughts, please. Well, I, here, here's the thing. Like, I, I can't debate that. That is totally the Congress's issue, right? That's, that's the Senate. It has nothing to do with President Obama. The Senate gets to – Mitch McConnell keeps changing the rules. And Harry Reid – did change the filibuster on the lower um, That's justice. true. Well, well, think about That's it. That's true. Well, I'm not that saying that to slam him. He should have. Because what happened was, just like you saw what happened with the Supreme Court, that those people who choose to play by the rules are always taken over by those people who have um, intent to do evil. Right? You know, Mitch McConnell does not care that he lies. He does not care that he ignores the will of the people. He don't care. So how do you combat that? Do you still want to play by the same rules that everybody else is and say, well, we just can't be like them because they're unfair? Well, okay, well, we can stay in tyranny and locked up and marginalized for the rest of our days. So somebody has to make a corrective, do a corrective measure when it comes down to it. So anytime I hear, <coughs> excuse me, anytime I hear someone talk about Especially Mitch McConnell, that, um, that he is he is just off the rails, right? You cannot believe in a democracy and want to play fair with somebody like Mitch McConnell. I mean, really? that that doesn't huh. even make sense. So when I look at Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi is kind of like Mitch McConnell, where she's in a safe district, right? She's in San Francisco area, very liberal. There's no way that she is going to lose her next race. So she needs to stick a fork in Mitch McConnell because that's why the head of Congress is on the House side, not on the Senate. The co-equal branches are the House and the Senate. And you know who runs Congress? Nancy Pelosi, not Mitch McConnell. They have to well, how does she do it? Excuse you? How does Excuse she me? do it? You said how oh. does she do it? Yeah, how does she do it? Oh, she needs to stronger on them. Right? So when they want something, how? You just. Okay, I'm about to tell you, Jay. She, 
she can attach amendments to whatever she sends up that they want. But I would sanction them because on Congress side, they hold the purse strings, right? So we have a budget. Right. The budget needs to be September 30th. So they're going to want something for defense. Democrats can't be coward and be like, we. they look like they're weak on, on the military if they don't give them the money. It's like, no, we're not giving you any money because you guys are irresponsible children. She needs to just be firm on them. And as far as is concerned with Nancy Pelosi on on um, on the, the impeachment stuff, I think people are getting the impeachment stuff incorrect. I think we are we are making excuses on why you shouldn't do something, which is crazy. Because if Republicans wanted to impeach Obama uh-huh. with a doggone tan suit, he's part of the Muslim Brotherhood. Stuff they were just making up, and they were they were holding him to vote. And you, and you can say, and you know, I know Republicans do this all the time. They say, well, they knew it wasn't going to go anyways, anyplace, but we voted on it anyplace, anyway. Well, Democrats understand that most of the people, and especially the black congressional, the people who are in Congress who won the first time, they are having problems in their congressional districts because they were elected to put a check and balance on that pool. So if they don't hold votes, how can Nancy Pelosi worry about if we're going to have control of the House if they do nothing? Because the people sent them there to do something. And now you don't want to do anything saying, hey, we need to save our safe lead. You know? So just in a really bad analogy, I can tell you this. If you were at yeah. your job and you, were, you worked on a production line, do you slow the production okay. line down so that you have more work so that your contract can get renewed? Or will your butt get fired for slowing down that line? Nancy Pelosi needs to understand that there's a job that she has to do, and she can't watch the clock to say, well, we're playing for the election. It is a stronger bet that if you play the impeachment hearings or the inquiry out, that people will finally understand what's in that report. We went through a whole week of news cycles with Mueller um, just because of a press conference that he had talking about what he wrote in a doggone report that's been out for two months. And everybody's like, oh, now since he said it, it must be true. Well, he wrote it, so it's still true. Right? That is our irresponsibility as media for taking our eyes off the, uh, off the ball of not explaining this correctly and for politicians and not explaining concise, concisely what's in that report. I know I do this on the show. But people need to understand that. Like, we even revisit topics that Trump talks about. Them dudes are masters at distracting. But instead of talking about what we should be talking about, the Congress does not understand the marketing aspect of being a a legislator. So that's where they're flawed. That's where President Obama was flawed, because he never played to the media aspect of it. And just because the Republicans do that so well... They're spending your money. They're tearing up the education department. They're selling off land that is protected land for, like, mining companies and stuff. Like, they're tearing up. And we're sitting there going, well, Trump could possibly win if y'all don't come out to vote. And that's just doggone stupid because even white females from what is going on, or females generally, for what's going on in this abortion fight, um... It's not the fact that everybody who wants abortion to be legal um, believes in abortion. 
that's not even an issue. So I don't like arguing religion because of that. Right, I'm sorry for taking up too much time. But right. I'll just say this. No, 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 I need, I need to jump in. I need to jump in real quick. And then I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask a favor of you because I have some more questions that Jerome brought up something. I want to expound on this, on this during the next segment, but it is your segment. So I want to know, can we continue this conversation on the other side if you don't mind? I don't care. That's fine. No, she can have fun. Like, oh, simple as <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> It was easy. I have, I have nothing. Okay, so thank you. Vanessa can have mine. <laughs> No, no, I have a question for you. I want to I want to ask you a question in regards to something that you said, but but we need time. We need to step out. All right, listen. Uh, there has been a spike in hate crimes in this country, and police departments are under pressure to respond. Sometimes they lack the resources or the will to educate officers. A group of veteran prosecutors and federal agents are trying to change that. NPR's Hannah alum went to a workshop in Durham, uh, New Hampshire, and filed a story for this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We'll talk on the other side. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show, 347-850-1272. We're working on the chat room. I promise you we'll get it open as soon as we can. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Hi there. Did you register? I got the email. It's 8.30 in the morning, and about 50 officers from different police departments some in plain clothes, some in uniform, file into an auditorium at the University of New Hampshire. They greet old friends and make a beeline for the coffee and muffins. Hey, Tommy, how are you? Nice to see you. But once they settle into their seats, the mood turns serious. Maybe we should start with, you know, hate crimes. Trainer Albert Moskowitz is a former senior Justice Department prosecutor. He poses the big question many cops have about hate crime laws. Do we need them? What do you think? At first, nobody responds. Then one officer, fidgeting with his pen, says he supports the approach New Hampshire takes now. No state hate crime law, but prosecutors can seek tougher sentencing when bias is motivation. Moskowitz pushes the officer to explain why bias should even be a factor if there's no hate crime law. So you're saying that somehow these crimes are more serious than they would otherwise be? Okay, more serious, just to, uh, I'll, I'll consider it more serious. But assault is a serious assault, no matter how you look at it. Assault is anybody it's a serious crime, right? Yeah. So why would it be more serious if the assault is substantially motivated by the person's race or religion? It should be enhanced as far as penalties, but as far as seriousness, I don't know. That back and forth happens at nearly every stop of this traveling workshop, put on by two advocacy groups, the Matthew Shepard Foundation and the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. The trainers know they're wading into a long-simmering debate over hate crime laws. There's one set of the population that looks at hate crimes and sees laws that were passed to protect certain people. And why were those certain people more special than somebody else? That's another trainer, Cynthia Deedle, a former FBI special agent who was in charge of the Bureau's Civil Rights Unit. She's now with the Matthew Shepard Foundation. She's done this training all over the country and says the mood each time is set by the local chief. Here in Durham, both the local and campus police departments welcomed it, as Durham Chief Dave Kurz made clear to his officers. As guardians of our community, it's important for us to understand that a simple misdemeanor rock being thrown through a window may be just that, but then again, it may not be just that. Supporters of hate crime laws say the idea is to acknowledge the sweeping impact of targeting someone simply for who they are. 
the torching of a mosque is felt by the larger Muslim community, for example, just like the murder of a trans woman sends a message to others who identify as LGBT. Stratford County Attorney Thomas Villardi, who oversees Durham and the surrounding area, says he sees hate crime laws as restorative. There are some people who are being singled out and in some instances hurt, um, and we need to do something about that. And we're sort of struggling with how do we respond to that? What do we do and how do we do it? The trainers are careful about the framing, stressing how it's just good police work to stay on top of hate incidents that might point to a trend or signal the formation of groups like the ones that wreaked havoc in Charlottesville, Virginia. Cynthia Deedle again. None of us want you to be the next Charlottesville or the next Charleston or the next Pittsburgh. We don't want you to be that, but we don't know, and you need to be prepared. Police in New Hampshire have already gotten a taste of how fast racist incidents can outpace their response. In the fall of 2017, a seven-year-old biracial boy was the victim of a racist attack on a school bus. In a separate incident, white teenagers allegedly put a rope around another biracial child's neck and pushed him off a picnic table. And the UNH campus was reeling after a complaint about the cultural appropriation of Cinco de Mayo spiraled into weeks of racial unrest. That time was sad, but there were opportunities. That's University of New Hampshire Police Chief Paul Dean. He says this training is one of many ways he's making good on a promise to students to learn from 2017 and introduce change. Just because something has always been the way it is doesn't necessarily mean that's the right way. And we need to evolve it. If, you know, I just don't like the idea of somebody feeling uncomfortable in my community. It's hard to say whether the chief's commitment has trickled down to the rank and file. During the training, few of the officers volunteered their thoughts. They opened up a little more over lunch. <laughs> Sitting around a table in the campus cafeteria, the officers used some of the language of hate crime skeptics. There's not an increase, it's just that there's more reporting now. Or the media are quick to call something a hate crime without knowing the facts. Still, the officers say they see the training as helpful. The chief asks that we not use their names. We don't train. If we don't stay on top of the current changes and laws and the attitudes and the climate, then we're going to pay a big price for that. And we'll lose the trust of the community. And we can't do that. The trainers don't expect to change minds after a single workshop, but they say getting police to think about and talk about hate crimes is a start. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. And I am excited. This material works well. I'm gonna use it at Goldman Sachs next year. Earn me some serious Tubmans. Welcome back in, former President Barack Obama talking, speaking at a uh, White House correspondence dinner a few years back. 
talking about earning him some serious toughness. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven to you listening to the serious side of the J Rouse show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're having issues with the uh, chat room. Unfortunately, uh, we are having problems opening it up. We'll continue to try to open it up for you, but as long as you can hear our voice, uh, it's just about the information. But I know we love to interact with our peeps and. Uh, you can also hang out on one of the social media websites that we monitor throughout the course of the show if you want your voice to be heard, because we definitely do that. also want to take an opportunity to uh, send our thoughts and prayers to the 12 people who were killed uh, uh, on uh, May 31st, the Virginia Beach shooting at the Virginia Beach Multiple uh, Municipal Center. Excuse me, 12 people were killed. Uh, the suspect was killed as well during that uh, during a gun battle with police. Uh, the Virginia Beach shooting marks the 21st deadliest shooting uh, in U.S. history. Just a uh, just a terrible thing that happened to those people. And for people to think they have the right, if you're listening to us, and if you're one of these people that uh, you're disgruntled about something, or you know, if you are in a situation where you feel that you have some type of internal rage, why don't you go and get help? You know, you have no right to take anyone's life. I mean, that's just, you're not God. You just can't do things like this. And this continues to happen throughout our history. I was looking at the list, Mr. Elias, and, you know, the Las Vegas shooting uh, back in October 2017, there were 58 people killed there, 527 folks injured. Um, and then as I look at the list, a lot of these occurred during the Obama Jay, presidency. Jay, that was what I was going and to discuss this morning. The shooting? Well, That's you know, well, let's get into it. I had a Well, yeah, you know the thing is, is that when you wake up and go to work, none of us think that, okay, this is my last day on earth. I'm done after this. None of us think that they were going to work. And this, according to reports, this guy was a long-time employee of, of, the, uh, of, the, of the city, and the guy was still employed. It wasn't like he was, you know, fired or anything like that. He was still employed. And for him to walk in and just start shooting people, I don't know. You know, Johnny B., let me ask you a question. Um, and, and I can probably speak to this based on my situation. I think for those who follow the show and people that know me personally, um, you know, I, my company went to a merger. And so we merged with a bigger company. And it was called a merger, but a lot of people associated with the organization, especially on my old company side, feels that it feels more like an acquisition. These people are doing what they, they want to do. Uh, and people are disgruntled. And, you know, and I found myself, and this is this, this is the God's honest truth, two weeks ago I was going to resign because I said, my God, I, I can't deal with this and this nonsense that's going on. And so I put that in the mindset of a weaker individual who says, you know what, I can, I'll, I'll fix you. I'll walk in and blow everybody in this place away. And, and, and I guess the question to you, man, I mean, because, you know, you're head of a, a pretty large employment force, what programs do you have in place to identify signs of employees who may be disgruntled, employees who may be on the verge of doing something crazy? How, what are the signs? Do you have anything in place that can identify those individuals, Johnny? Well, we do, uh, Jay, but at the risk of uh, 
provide too much information on my, 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 my employment. I don't want you to do that. Place. I won't get into specific details. Yeah. But but we, we, yeah. we have come up with some employee programs and, and you know, really haven't had an opportunity to measure them because we, you know, thank God we haven't had incidents and events such as this. Now, we do have employees who have altercations and things, but we're on a whole a lot less uh, scale. But I, I think what generally happens, um, having studied these, these uh, scenarios uh, on a wider scale, not necessarily at my employment place, um, most of the time there, there's some signs out there that we just kind of miss or just dismiss. And the workplace is getting so abnormal that it's becoming normal, you know. Um, and I think whenever you start to make those transitions, it's, you know, people just don't want to be involved. You know, they they, they, they want to, you know, they, they see things and they say, you know what, I'm not going to get involved with it. Hey, and, and all of a sudden you have incidents such as this to this magnitude, and then there's a second guessing of it. But, you know, most of the time, you know, there's people who have already seen the signs. It's just people out there struggling every day. I know that the show and, and you have been – Real vocal about uh, mental health awareness, and I know Miss Vanessa has talked about it on several occasions. And it, it's just a lot of things going on in the minds of people, and you never really know. But yeah, there are some programs that that I'm intimately um, aware of within my agency, and and again, just haven't had an opportunity to measure them simply because we haven't had these type of incidents, and we pray to God that we don't. Well, that's good. That means maybe something's working there. Uh, let me swing it around to you, uh, Vanessa, so this is something that you wanted to talk about. Um, you know, basically everyone that listens to this show and who listens to the Jay Rouse show, they know that, listen, you, you work for an airline, and, and you know, obviously uh, airlines have really been on the front page, front pages of newspapers all over this country and world uh, because of what happened uh, during September 11th and, you know, all the safety measures that have been put in place now for people who are traveling. You know, once again, I mean, even though it's a highly secured area where you work and things of that nature, but you do have people. For example, a couple of weeks ago, we had an airline uh, airline pilot who was uh, what he accused of murder, and he was flying a plane when they arrested him. I mean, so uh, once again, how do you tell when you have employees that's working amongst you? Have you ever? I guess here's the question: Have you ever heard someone say anything that's kind of on the edge, and you said, "Well, should I report him, or should I just say it's just you know just pass it off? It's just crazy talk." Have you ever been put in that situation before, Vanessa? Are you talking about where an employee says something crazy, or a customer? Yeah, just an employee. If you heard anyone, well, most most employees, because see, this is you know this is a situation where you have a disgruntled employee walk in and start shooting people. And, you know, and I talked about my scenario, and I'm like, if I was a weak-minded person, man, I'd grab me a pistol and go up there and blow some folks away, too. So it's like when you have people, you know, Johnny B. hit on mental health, because just, to me, you get to a point where you snap, right? Because they interviewed this guy's neighbors, and they said, oh, my God, he was one of the nicest guys. It's like, man, he, Jesus, he introduced himself. And, but you get to a point where you snap. And you say, you know what, Look, I reached out to all the proper people, I filed all the proper paperwork, no one is listening, so guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to make you listen to me, I'm going to go grab my weapon, I'm going to come up here, and I'm going to create mass carnage, and then you will remember, yeah, I may die in the process, but I'm at my wit's end anyway, 
you know, I don't really care at this stage, but the people who are making me suffer, they are going to suffer as well. So have you heard people talk along those lines, not really talking about pulling out a weapon and shooting nobody, but somebody that said, you know what, these people are going to get with you, know, just talking crazy, and you said, eh, uh-uh. he's just mad, or he or she is just mad, we're going to let it blow off. You didn't report it. <laughs> no, I have not. And let me say this. My company has um, steps in place where if you are having some mental deals going on, there's a phone line that you can call and you can talk it out. So that, and, and, and it's, they say it's anonymous, but I always say nothing's anonymous when the company's paying for it. But um, they say it's anonymous, and so you can dial that phone number and talk to some people and talk it out. Okay, the other thing is is that if you hear somebody saying something that's crazy, you might be flying with their sister or their brother because it's such a big company and it's that you don't want to say anything to the other poor people because they're related. So there's another phone line right. that you can dial anonymously and say, I heard this person say blah, 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 blah. Y'all might want to check this person out. So there are some things in place to try to help us to be able to get through it. Now, if a passenger says something that I don't particularly think is safe or good or uh, you, my gut tells me something wrong with that person, I'm going to go and tell my other crewmate. And as a group, we go and tell the captain and let him make the final decision as to kick the person off the plane because we think that it might be a jeopardizing to somebody else's safety or even to our safety. Mm-hmm. So we just, you have to pass it and do it as a group to, you know, the other crew people before you just go make a decision and say, hey, I don't trust this person. I don't trust this person. I don't like what they're saying. They look funny. They got a turban on their head. You can't do that kind of stuff. You can't do that. So you have to go as a group because you got passengers, doll. Let me tell you this. You have passengers that are scared when they see people get on the airplane with turbans and stuff on it's better now than after true. September 11th. I'm telling you, yeah. people would call, would come back there to the bathroom and tell us all kind of stuff. And they'd be like, we can't put that person off the airplane because they got a turban on. I wear turbans when I'm at home. I mean, so, you know, you. I'm just telling you, it's some people that you just, and people that are crazy, I'm going to say it again, people that are crazy don't realize they're crazy. They don't really act crazy. They don't show it until they get ready to snap. And and I say this because they sent us some training for this. They sent us some training. There's no sign tattooed on their back to say I'm going to go shoot up everybody at Virginia Beach. There's there's none of that. But that's my topic, so I'm going to wait and back up on that. Well, well, that's what we're talking about now. I mean, so go ahead. Oh, well, I can go ahead and go into it. Okay. So what I wanted to say about that was, since we're already on the topic, I know. Go ahead, Les. No, at my job, we got a guy that if you're around him, you swear he's having a con- at my job. You swear he's having a conversation. You look, and there's nobody there. And he's, I mean, this guy has a good <laughs> conversation with himself every morning, every morning. Yes, <laughs> and he starts laughing and he's walking, and, and everybody's like, damn, who was he talking to? And, and, and everybody makes a joke that he has three or four friends with him all the time. But... Everybody said if they ever fire this cat, if they ever fire this cat, I'm, I, I guarantee if they ever fire this cat, everybody in, that, everybody in my facility is going to call off work. I guarantee you that one. 
It's already been stated. Well, how long they, they going to call him, off? Because that don't mean he's going to come in and shoot him up the next day. He's going to wait hey, and look, plot got, it just like the boy who did with Virginia Beach. Plotted it. Look, I got six call-off days, Vanessa. I'm going to use every last one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you All I, I can say to you, let him. Don't say nothing crazy to him because he's going to come in there and get you first. Oh, I, okay, so don't say nothing crazy oh, I, to him. I, Just walk hey, on look, I, never, I never said anything crazy to him, but he, hey, look, he don't like black people either. <laughs> 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 nope. He's coming after you. Yeah. So my yeah, topic is this. First, let me say, y'all, and Jay, I know you're going to get this. As a mother, let me say this. Rest in heaven, our Houston angel, Malia Davis who mama's boyfriend possibly, possibly killed her, woke her up, put her in a garbage bag and in a clothes basket and dropped her off in Arizona. So let me say, Angel, please, in Arkansas, rest in heaven, baby girl. Rest, rest in heaven. Okay. So... I guess I should be talking about mothers who use their boyfriends, that's not their baby daddy, as babysitters. But I thought about it, and I said, Jay would get so many nasty text messages and emails. I bet not do that. But y'all see that what don't I, matter, Vanessa, how Vanessa, I feel That don't it. matter. You're supposed to talk about what you want to talk about. That does not matter. Okay. Well, let me let me let me get it. Let me jump in here real quick, Vanessa, because I know we started we started talking. You said you wanted to talk about Virginia Beach, and I kind of went down this avenue. I, I wanted to, to go into get it, your own pers- Okay. Well, we we've been talking about it, sweetie. That's, I said, well, okay, well, let's just that's what we're talking about deadly shooting. But but let me okay, let me let me get. Uh, I wanted to say, rest in heaven, Malaya, and I meant that. Rest in heaven to that baby no, who was killed, crushed up. Now let's move on. I went and researched okay. when you said what the topic was going to be. How many mass shootings we have had in the year of 2018? Do y'all know that there was a mass shooting, even though it might not have been highly publicized, every month last year except for the month of March? And some months there was two mass shootings in one month. Now, when the government says mass shooting, it's not necessarily a church or this ball field or club, mass shootings to the government, if y'all Google it, y'all can Google it, is like more than two people. So they considered this person who killed the mama, daddy, and the siblings, four children, a mass shooting. So when I went down the line, I was looking at it. So my topic is, how are we having all of these mass shootings and nobody is doing anything to vote those people out who is letting the NRA run this country with guns and bribing people and they in people's pocketbooks and I know Jerome's going to agree with me that they are in people's pocketbooks and that is the reason why they are getting away with selling that boy who did Virginia Beach they say he had an arsenal at his house an arsenal and he was crazy but I bet you he didn't act crazy at work because everybody said he was as sweet as he could be. So I think that it is time, people who are listening to me, for you not to say they need to do something about all of these shootings. No. You need to do something. 
need to do something and take your butt to the voting poll and get all of those people out of office who are allowing the NRA to sell these guns to any and everybody, like Les said. They do not be checking any background or anything. You can go into these conventions and go buy guns. They're not going to say anything. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. This is past high school. This is past going into a club shooting people. This is in the workplace where he walked in now with a gun because that state allows you to be able to go into an office building like that with a gun. I've been listening to this. I've been following this. I think it is insane. That is my topic for this morning is that while these old, and I am just saying this, while these old men, and I'm going to say white men because I didn't see a black one on the panel. It might have been one. While these old white men are sitting there want to talk about what women can do with their bodies with abortion and past stuff, pass something about these guns. Pass something about these mass shootings. Pass something that everybody who's doing a mass shooting, unless they kill themselves or walk out for the police to shoot them, are walking away with it where a black man can do something to get shot down in the middle of the street. Get me to understand how this is happening. Jerome, uh, question for you. Okay, uh, question for you, Jerome, because, uh, you know, we talked about kind of, you know, if you saw signs of people going crazy in the workplace. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a question on the political side of this thing. Uh, you know, I saw when those kids were killed in, um, in uh, what was it, New, what was it, New, uh, what was that, Miss Elias, Newfield, Sandy or New, uh, Sandy Hook, there you Ms. go. Sandy those Hook. kids were killed in Sandy Hook, and President Obama, <laughs> as emotional as he was, I saw that if you saw pictures of third graders that were massacred, that that would move Congress. It didn't do a damn thing. And ever since then, we've had multiple, multiple mass shootings. Now, I'm hearing reports that the NRA is not as powerful as they used to be. They're losing money, blah, 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 blah. But from a political standpoint, a lot of people are saying, you know, Cory Booker gave a very fiery speech about this, and they were saying, hey, this, this kind of injected some blood into his campaign. Is it a winning issue, Jerome, if a candidate link their wagon or link their pitch to, you know, uh, you know, uh, sensible gun control laws? Because I'm telling you, the needle's not moving. I mean, or is it? I mean, am I wrong? Am I looking at this wrong, or what do you think? I don't know. You you win enough. The needle is moving towards um, people having reasonable gun control. Well, I, I just don't know if you know if it's a winning political argument because nothing's happening. I mean, people talk about gun control. Nobody's okay. doing anything you know about it. No, nope, actually, I know the answer to this. This is um, I want to go back to Vanessa's response to this because I don't want anybody in the audience to blow over this because you, most people, I guess, I shouldn't say most people. People who don't know, we would probably think that I we are we're injecting race into into all aspects of life, but we inject it where it needs to be. And it is very true, very much true, that um, when things involve white men in particular, we have a tendency of brushing under the rug. They can kill like 20 people, 90 people, 10 people, a bunch of school children. There is one lesson that we know about this country, that if a white man does it, it's like, okay, let's move on. Right? Mr. McConnell is like that. He's like, look, um, Trump's doing all this negative, uh, illegal stuff, but the country has spoken. Well, when Obama won, the country didn't speak, apparently, right? They waited till the next year, and they was like, oh, the country has spoken. 
Now we got control of the Senate, so we ain't listening to this dude no more. White folks make up rules on the fly, right? And we don't like to acknowledge that because it makes people feel some kind of way about um, it makes them, makes people feel some kind of way about how they look at the world. But the issue is, we need to acknowledge the fact that a lot of these abominations to um, a lot of these abominations generally, when it comes to gun rights when it comes to Supreme Court justice, you know, uh, allegedly raping people, your presidential candidates raping people, um, teachers sleeping with students. We need to call it for what it is because it's a cultural issue that we're dealing with. That's why people think Trump can win because nothing really trumps race in this country. After all the other stuff he did, if he invokes race, Republicans rile up and show up at the polls. And that says a little bit more about their culture than it has to do about anything else. So we can rationally talk about anything that we want to. But I think it was um, um, Neely Fuller, maybe, that says that if you don't understand what supremacy is and racism, everything else that you know will just confuse you. Because we're trying to make sense of something that does not make sense. We have to be smarter. All right, all right. Well, well look, I, this is uh, this is something. This is a topic that, in my opinion, is not going to go away. Um, it's going to always be there. I mean, we have more guns than we have citizens in this country. And Mr. Elias, you know, you're a guy that owns uh, multiple firearms. You know, you said that you are in favor of common sense gun control laws. I mean, what say you? Yes, I am. Well, you know, some I, I agree. I agree there should be some gun laws that, that are changed. Like I said. You can walk into any gun show as long as your gun is not loaded and sell it to anybody and walk out. I know that happens in the state of Indiana because I've seen it happen. And no matter what kind of gun it is, if it's an assault rifle, whatever it is, you can buy it right then and there. You got the cash. And it's crazy to me that they, they allow it to happen because a private owner does not have to check a background here. So, I mean, just common sense gun laws that says if you sell that gun to somebody and, and you don't, you don't, you have done a background check and that person doesn't have a background check or whatever, hey, man, they, you should go to jail. But they, you know, it's not going to be anything like that. It's, it's not. It's just ridiculous, too. So, I, like I said, I've seen this happen on numerous amounts of occasions where people just walk in the gun shows. And guys that just walk by, they're private sellers, and they're just selling guns. And they got they got signs out that says, "I'm selling this gun for this amount of money." And they, and people will stop them and buy the gun. That's crazy. So, yeah, sad. It's just sad, man. It's it's sad that you just can't go out somewhere and enjoy yourself, and and you know, have to worry about. It's just the world. It's the world we live in. I mean, guns are accessible. Uh, you know, uh, Chicago, a couple of weeks ago, there were like 21 shootings over the, what was the Memorial Day ho- holiday. I mean, uh-huh. it's like these people have lost their mind. I, I mean, it's ridiculous that, that uh, and, we live in a society like this where you just have before. to. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, that was, it's crazy. That was man. down from the year before. That's crazy. Well, it is. Wow. So, 
something that uh, we need to definitely think about and keep in our minds and keep our thoughts and our prayers as people continue to deal with this nonsense. All right, coming up next, third and final set, we want to hear from Jerome, see what Jerome wants to talk about. Also, we're going to say hello to some folks out there that's listening to the show. It's the serious side. It's Sunday. Let's we'll talk to you on the, the other serious side. serious side continues right after a short break.
It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. Back in 347 It is the limit minutes after the top of the hour. It is June 2nd. It is the serious side. And as always, want to say good, hello and good morning to all the peeps out there. Let's say good morning to our parents. First and foremost, let's say good morning to the very lovely Vanessa May Belly for the Mackinac. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing? Good morning. Getting ready for church. Good morning. Absolutely. To the resident texter back in the house, Johnny D. Man, what is going on, brother? How you doing? Oh, doing well. Blessed, blessed, uh, spirited conversation, and I'm loving it. <laughs> and the smartest one in the world, Mr. Jerome is breathing in the house. Good morning, Jerome. Hey, good morning. And the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, everyone. All right. In fairness, now, the world-famous chat room, just if you're listening, I'm sorry. We've been trying to get it up. It's not running. It's it's a BTR thing, and BTR is where we host the show. So, unfortunately, we cannot see the chat. So, you know, in fairness to everyone that's out there on the social media websites, we usually try to be fair-handed. However, if you are regular, you get a little bit special attention. So, what's up to the pastor? He's checked in. Marietta Music checked in out there on social media. I uh, actually heard from uh, Easy. He has contacted me outside. I'm listening. What's up, Easy? How you doing? And our, uh, I think Momo B's in the house. Huh? She's on the phone. Oh, Momo B's listening. Hey, Momo. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And everyone else, I'm sorry. We have to be even-handed. We can't say hi to the chat. We can't really say hi to y'all. But, hey, you may be, you know, uh, Listeners uh, every week And if you are Just you know Come on Let us know We want to hear from you Alright Speaking of listening to people And talking to people On social media Our director of social media Outreach The one and only Jackie's in the house Good morning Jackie How are you? I'm doing well How's everybody doing? Good How are you doing? Good Jackie Doing, doing well Excuse All any right. background noise You may hear Okay Sorry, we can't hear anything. All right. So, for people who want to stay in contact with the show, when the show's not live, and actually, I guess, on a morning like this when the show is live, how can they stay in contact with the show and comment and be a part of it? Well, if you need uh, further info about the TJRS Radio Network, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all three pages have the same ending handle. Facebook.com slash groups, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. And reminder again, 10th anniversary of the TJRS Radio Network coming up in August. Like I said, we are looking to do some special Saturday anniversary editions of the J Rob Show. And if you want to be a part, Shoot us an email at SeriousSide at Outlook.com. Once again, SeriousSide at Outlook.com. Keep up with it. 
Well, all right. So if you want to keep up with us, you can actually use that during the show. So in days like this, when the chat room's not open, just go to one of those sites, and uh, you know we'll definitely be able to read your comments on the air. Or you can go to uh, my my uh, Instagram page, or not mine, actually J. Rowell Show Instagram page, and uh, post information and become a friend. And uh, we like to say what's up. Also, we want to say what's happening to some people that's abroad because uh, I tell you what, Miss Elias, uh, people listen to this show all over the world. You know, uh, you know, just to name a few countries. Uh, well, I thought I was going to name them, but I can't find them. God dang it, I don't have them written. All right, listen, uh, just a lot of shows, a lot of countries. We're being heard in India. We're being heard in Russia, for all chances. We're being heard all over the world. So keep up with the serious side. We love that you're tuning in. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. 347 is our caller number 347-850-1272 and I do have that list of countries Norway, Spain, France, Germany, Hong Kong Australia, Russia, China, Japan, India, Pakistan, Brazil Miss Elias, your old stomping ground So hey, we like that you're listening to the show Thank you so much for being a part of it Alright, third and final set here And your old man, listen you want to hear and talk about what's on your mind this morning What do you got going on, brother? We want to talk about this last set um, I don't have nothing on my mind. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm deferred. I'm serious when I said I deferred that to Vanessa. I feel like we cut her time a little bit. So, you know, I was deferring well, we, 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 Well, there, okay. there was some miscommunication <laughs> there. Because, no, 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 no. There was miscommunication because we talked about, you said you wanted to talk about, what happened in Virginia Beach. We spent that whole segment talking about it. I mean, we really did. I mean, I said, okay, we're great. We'll just go into the conversation. And we talked about gun violence and things of that nature. So we did talk about it, but I think probably, and I, and I think I'll take responsibility for that. We probably should have just let you say your opening at that time instead of just rushing into the exactly. conversation. Exactly. I didn't hear because we didn't talk about it. Is what the thing was. No, you know, no, no. Get I'm it so I didn't hear No, 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 I'm serious. Hey, listen, you're. Okay, go ahead. Vanessa. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You no, know, no, you're right about that. And like I said before, I think what happened was is that we kind of jumped right into it and should have let you just say what you had to say at the top. And so go ahead, Vanessa. You know, as far as what you're thinking is with, with gun violence and things of that nature, go ahead and uh, give us your perspective on it. Then I'm going to swing around here, Johnny D, and let's get some conversation about you it. Had a whole, you had a whole 30-minute segment on what I wanted to talk about. But since you did that, can we not just take a few minutes and discuss why people are letting their children stay with boyfriends that's not baby daddies? I mean, this show is called The Serious Side. And it's called The Serious mm-hmm. Side not just for politics, but for things that are going right. on in the world that should be acknowledged. And since we talked about True. Trump for the last hour and 40 minutes, can we just talk about for a few minutes how many children are getting abused, not just by men who the women leave their children with, but like the one that's on Facebook going on right now where the lady burnt and this baby's face. She's a stepmother. So can we not just take a few minutes, everybody, and say, these are your children. And I know that we need help with raising children. Like they used to say, it takes a village I understand that sometimes we got to go to the store, we got to go do something, and we don't have anybody to babysit. But ladies, gentlemen, stop leaving these children with step parents, 
that uh, that you know got a bad relationship with the child or is slightly, to your wording, abusing these children, I just think it is awful what is going on with children being abused by, how do I say the word, y'all, outside parents or outside They're not their biological children, and they are abusing the children in the house. And I just think it's awful and that women and men, whoever it is in the house, need to open their eyes up and stop being in denial as to what that other person is doing to these children. It it, it needs to stop. Yeah, I think though, you know, I think, but you know, this this is kind of a segue into what Johnny and his wife is is trying to do. For I think a lot of this is is, is about status, right? I mean, do you agree with that, Mr. Elias? I mean, I, I look at people who are in a situation where they can't afford, you know, daycare, and so you know, you got some of these people that are working three or four jobs, and you know, they are in these relationships, and and the bottom line is is that uh, you know they're just trying to make ends meet. So hey, you know what? Why not let the boyfriend who's not working? Stay home and watch the kids. I mean, it's it's almost like it's a bigger issue than how how am I trying to say this? It's like there's a bigger issue, Miss Elias, than than just you know these are negligent people. It's like they are in a status, economic status, where they can't afford to do some of these things, so they but, have to try to do what they Jay, can do, right? Am I saying am I saying this wrong? Do you understand what I'm trying to say, Miss Elias? Huh? I surely do. You know. It's like they don't they don't have the money to afford a uh but Vanessa said that earlier. She did she did say that. But you know, they don't they don't have the money to to per se hmm, to to have afford a daycare. Or, right. Yes. Yes. You know but Jay, and you I see think, Jay how the parent or how the other person is treating the child. Are they cussing the child out? Are they putting the child in time out too much? Are they, like that little girl Malia would just got back from Children Protective Services at her. So I'm just saying, the stepmother who hurt that baby's face, they said that she was real mean to that child. People see how you're mistreating that child. You might need a babysitter. You might. But if you know that that other person in that house is putting that child in timeout, is spanking that child too much, is cussing that child out too much, doing something, it's not just physical abuse, y'all, sometimes. It's mental. Take no, I understand. Don't neighbor but, let the next-door neighbor do it. Well, that, that's easier for us to say because we may, I mean, yeah, I mean, if that situation presents itself. But, but you know, it goes back to, you know, once again, can you afford that? I mean, Johnny D., you know, you, you and your wife, you guys are working with underprivileged kids and things of that nature. Some of the things that Vanessa's bringing up, man, do you see that in some of the things that you guys are trying to prevent and trying to educate the community on? We are, Jay. And, I, you know, the, the thing is that these atrocities, as far as abusing kids have been going on uh, really since the beginning of, of, of time. The thing that's different now, you know, we we work with, with, with young men on a day-to-day basis, and, and some of the ones that you think aren't broken because of some type of uh, abuse or sexual, uh, whether it be sexual, physical, or mental abuse, you know, I'm seeing young men break down. The difference being is that the social media and the emergence of, of, of 
news being readily available is the difference between this generation of young people getting abused versus young men that was in 20, 25 years of age when social media was just coming on board. Um, it's just the news cycle is just more readily available, but the reality of it is is that the, the destruction of the home uh, have a significant amount to do. Um, there's young ladies getting into relationships now simply because, hey, you accepting my child. Even though the child may not be yours, the guy comes in, he pays a couple of bills, it may not work. And at some point, that that word that that oftentimes you know takes over the the mental aspect of it, which is love, infatuation, whatever, and you begin to entrust this person. And regardless of all the flaws that they may present. That relationship building and fostering a relationship allows you to start trusting individuals. So oftentimes it starts innocently. There are them times where you just see the signs and you say, okay, I don't know how you allowed that to happen. But there's also a, a large contingency of young ladies who are really willingly allowing their children to be abused simply because they're lonely and they, they you know, they, they want to be um in a relationship, regardless of how abusive it is, they have accepted that as, as just part of their upbringing. Uh, you know, they may have been born in a house with it, and they say, "Okay, that's just the norm." It's those generational curses, and then it's those men who, who, you know, may have been fortunate enough to get the children in a divorce, where they bring them over and expose them to these young ladies who are saying, "Okay, I'll never be the mother." And sometimes the children remind them that you ain't my mother, and. You know, not saying it's right, but all of those dynamics is what I'm seeing that's causing those relationships to to be fostered. And then, of course, the actions of the individual because they, they are broken. you got substance abuses in, in, in homes. you just got neglect. you got perversion. It's just a lot of stuff that goes on in the minds of people. And, and again, I think the thing that, that uh, I want to emphasize is the fact that, yes, it's always been uh, happening. It's just the fact that the social media, the emergence of media and, and, and news-related articles right now makes it more prevalent to us than in years past. You know, in this case with this young girl, Malia, um, <laughs> uh, there was a report that the father, and the father, I guess, and his sister tried to go over there and see the child. And that the boyfriend uh, said no, they weren't allowed to see him. Now, I, yeah, look, I don't I, look. I'm not going to sit here and question the father and and all this other stuff. Um, it just seems to me that there should be some situations in in place, Mr. Elias, where um, as a father, I, I mean, so so okay. Look, if you're if you haven't been involved in this, you know. Custody situations where you know if the if the mother is the custodial parent, then you know you're not allowed to have the child on certain days, which you know I think is the, the to me that's just the worst thing in the world. How can someone who wasn't there when this baby was conceived can sit here and tell you what you can and cannot do with your child? But that's just the country in which we live, and so you know so that means that you know there needs to be a change. In my opinion, needs to be a change. If you go over there as a father. And her boyfriend is watching her, and her boyfriend, who's not paying child support, who wasn't there for that child to be born, can tell you whether or not you can see the child or not. I mean, that's bogus. And, and there, there, there has to be a change 
in the way these laws are written because, you know, that father stayed there for an hour to try to see that baby, and the father and the, the, the boyfriend wouldn't let him. And we all know how that kind of crap works. So what if he'd have called the police, Mr. Elias? And the police would say, well, you know, technically, you know, the child is in their way. You know what would have happened. Who knows? That father probably could have saved that child's life had he been allowed the opportunity to go in and, and, and uh, see that, that baby. I mean, how does the law work with some man because she's dating somebody? This person has the right to tell the father that he can't see his child? I mean, that's crazy. It's nonsense. Some of this crap they put it in is. place, they need to revisit this, this mess, man. It I is. can't I mean, imagine I, if I, I go over and somebody tells me I can't see my baby. I tell you what, you, you a damn lie. Guess what? I'm coming in. And then guess what would have happened if that father would have forced his way in that house? He would have got arrested. Yeah, yeah he would have went to jail. And it goes back, it, it kind of segues way into what you were I talking about when it comes to abortion. We, but we were having that conversation about abortion, Mr. Elias. You know, I mean, the father's yeah. rights in these situations are so limited. They're limited. How can because the mother chose this man? What if the mother makes bad choices? Well, you have to take that up through the court. Oh, really? So then the child dies while you're doing that. There, there has to be a way, and I don't know how they fix this, but there has to be a way to fix this because the father. But and you know what? I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. But, but that's my point, Vanessa. That's my point in this whole conversation. I'm going to get in trouble with our female audience, but I don't care. The, set, the way this thing is set up, it is advantageous for the female. And what fathers have become in these types of situations, they just become a weekend babysitter for the mama to go out and do what she want to do because the father has to pay child support, but the father don't have equal rights to that child because the mama is the custodial parent. And the mama t- says whether or not the child can come and go or whatever the case may be. And the father really doesn't have any say-so, per se, unless the baby is with him. Big bruh. Or her. I mean, it's just bogus. Big bruh. Big bruh. Big bruh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you know what? Now, I'm going to tell you, the majority of the time I'm going to agree with you, but I, I have to say you done step way out of bounds on this one right here. And the reason why Talk I say me. that. Bring me back. The majority of Bring me back. what I've experienced, and you're talking about mm-hmm. over 30, nearly 35 years of dealing yep. with individuals who are either tied up in the criminal justice system or at the brink of the criminal justice system. Now, I'm giving you a, a generalized version. The majority of the time, the father has abandoned the relationship in the child. That's, that, that's been my experience. An overwhelming amount of data will certainly support that the father is oftentimes the abandoner. So I think that the mother, and again, it goes back to my association, I think the mother in many cases, is the one that's trying to foster and keep the relationship together. Now, think, go back to the scenario which you're talking about, the, the, the young lady, Miss Malaya. What father would allow 
another individual that he may have thought was abusing his child to tell him he can't see his child. What father would have allowed themselves to even but he, but what that? Now, I, I, I understand father that. Who I well, you, you know, the, the, the thing is, is this here. The, the thing is, is you take, you, 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 you give a different scenario and, and you put different people in there, i.e. me being that individual. If you think like that, there's, there's the court system that you can go through, but then also, instead of the person calling the police on you, you call the police on them. If you think that your child is in a hazardous environment that's being abused, I'm not going to leave that resident. Now, I might stand in, in, a, in an area where, okay, you know what, this right here is public property right here, so therefore I got a right and entitlement, and then I'll pick up the phone. So, you know, not knowing the circumstances and the dynamics of it right there, I, I, we, we had a situation in this state several years ago, and it didn't play – where it played out the same, it ended up with the demise of a young girl, okay? Uh, the mother, in this instance right here, literally allowed the boyfriend to abuse her and, and, and almost sold her to the boyfriend because she owed him drugs, pimping the, pimping the young lady out. Now, of course, the father who now wants to get on the news and, and, and champion for, for all types of support like he's father of the year – this guy had such a scarred criminal record. Now, of course, that's that's one scenario. That's one case, okay? But I'm saying that in, in, in many cases, statistically, and what I've seen over, again, nearly 35 years, it's the father who has abandoned the relationship, which opens up the opportunity for the young lady to experience other relationships. There's a vast amount where this stepfather or, 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 or this individual who steps in the lives of a child it's successful, but then there are them tra- you know, tragedies like this right here, which is inexcusable. But yeah, I, I, I gotta stand toe to toe with the young ladies on this one right here. The majority of the time I've experienced, it has been the males. Statistically, it'll show that the father abandons the family and abandons the relationship, without most of the time the pursuit of any type of court action to try to neutralize. Their, their, their relationship being thwarted at that point in time. So, you know, those, those are my comments. And uh, like I say, that, okay. that may not set well with with, 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 with the big brother. But, <laughs> but hey. No, no, no. You're entitled to that. And I'll give you that. But, see, I'm speaking from I'm speaking from a perch of experience as well. I saw my younger brother go through this. I go through that. I mean, that's what we deal with is the fact that the chips right. are against fathers who are trying to do the right thing because you for example you know well i'm not gonna do that because it's putting this business in the street but at the end of the day you know the bottom line is is that the, the laws in my opinion are really look they are they, they are written in favor of the female and once again fathers really and truly don't have in my opinion the rights that they normally were, you know, we talked about abortions last week, Mr. Elias, and you talked about how your situation, and it's not putting your, your, your you know, it, it's not putting your, your business in the street because you, you put it out there. The fact that you had no say-so when the, the, the mother of your child decided to abort that baby. You had no, you had no say-so. No one said to her when she went in to say, hey, you know, you need to get the father's consent. 
Because by saying that, then it's like, well, wait a minute, you're trying to tell a woman what to do with her body. And see, that's going to be, you know, and you're right, maybe we need to talk about this. Because I know a lot of guys who reach out to me, I know I'm dealing with this nonsense. And the bottom line is, is that what type of say-so do you have? Oh, listen, ladies, y'all can't have babies by yourselves. You are not, because you incubate the seed, you cannot, what you show me a woman that can have a wait, baby by wait, herself. Wait. What? A woman cannot make a baby by herself. Period. That's exactly what I said. They cannot make a baby by themselves. Okay, I said have. Okay, all right. Tomato, tomato, you know what I mean. You cannot make a baby by yourself. If there's no male involved, you can't be a mother. Period. You have to have a male. A male has to be there. And it's about time that people start looking at this thing from the perspective. Yeah, a mother is, look, a mother carries a baby. I am not trying, look, I love my mother to death. My mother is my world. I get it. I understand. But to act as if a father has no say-so in this thing, it's wrong. It's completely wrong. Period. And people make assumptions that a mother is better for the baby than a father, when in some cases that's not the case. We assume this because of the way we've been brought up. It, it's just, you know, it's just, you know, and Mr. Elias, look, I was with you, bro, when all that stuff went down. I know how that hurt you. You had no say so in that. Why can't she carry the baby and if you don't want to give it to the daddy? Why the father, why does the daddy have no say-so in that process? You tell me that's right, and I'll shut the hell up. It's not right, but that's I what I thought. It's the woman's body to choose. What, what, but what goes you on can't with carry the baby? So, but you you're can't right, carry the right, baby. So, so once again, once again, you have no right as a father. You are secondary when it comes to that. It's whatever she decides to do. And she can't make the baby by herself. Why can't, why tell the mother what to do, but why can't a mother, why can't, when she, if she wants to go and abort that child, okay. But why can't she say, why can't they tell her, look, you need to get written consent from the father. What if you wanted it? What if you wanted it and she didn't? But she still has to carry that baby. She still has to carry it. Well, there you go. So then you're te- well, there it is. There it is. It's it's a done deal. I mean, there's nothing that you can do. And I know people are going, listen, I'm not reading any. We're not doing chatterbox because we don't have the conference. We don't have the, the chat room. So we're going to make it equal. So that's why we're kind of going over here on this topic. And we're going to run straight into Jerome's head. But, you know, I know people, I'm reading some of I'm sorry, ladies. This is how I feel. I don't think the government should tell you what to do with your body, but at the same time, I do think you have a right, you have an obligation to talk to that father. We talked about this two years in the show, how that lady went and, you know, pulled a condom out of the trash, poked holes in it, got herself pregnant, and the guy had to pay child support. And that was the case. He didn't want the baby. They didn't want no kids, but because she wanted one, because she impregnated herself with his semen. Guess what? He had choice in that. 
He was ordered to pay. Uh. Now, ladies, reverse it. Put yourself in our shoes. Do you think that's right? That's not fair. It's not fair. If, if you are a decent person and looking at this through, you know, not looking at it through rose-colored glasses, it is not fair. It is not fair. Okay, you know, I want to no part of this topic just generally, but I, I do want to make it unanimous against Jay today. <laughs> just <laughs> no problem. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Stop where this is going. I know, Jay, I don't I'm, care. Not, I'm, you. I'm just saying, just since I'm on the show, I guess I shouldn't really be this silent. But the, here's here's the thing. I mean, because I always believe, okay, so the example of the person taking the thing out the trash and getting pregnant, that was a wrong ruling against him, right? I, I agree with that. I also think that um, you, we have no right just generally to tell anybody what to do with their body generally. Because if that if that woman goes ahead and commits suicide, do you do you say to them, "Oh, my bad, I ain't know." Like, how do you how far do you go with that? And I think that's where the problems are with laws, even in talking about abortion. I didn't talk about that either last time because I don't like talking about any of this stuff. The issue is, is that I don't care what religion you are. I don't I don't care about none of that. We have to respect that in a country where you have freedoms that you have personal freedoms as well. So when you start taking that away, it's like saying, hey, I had a fly uh, land on my, on my leg, so if I kill that fly, that fly had rights, although it was in my space. We can keep taking this thing too far. And I think what happens is that when we look at, especially white men, when we start talking about judging what women should do with their body and this and that, people really don't take that serious. They don't give a rat about no children. Because their issue is that when they stop feeding people with WIC or Head Start, they, they clearly don't care about the humanity of an individual. They care about controlling somebody else. So this gets to be really strange to me, and I don't, I don't get it enough, and I don't have a strong opinion on it. But here's what I do know is that, or here's what I believe, is that we have to respect other people's decisions on when it pertains to their own body. Because just like we can say to that woman, you shouldn't have slept with him if you didn't want to get pregnant, we can also say to that guy, you shouldn't have slept with her because you knew what she was going to do. That is your judgment call on you for sleeping with her. So, but then how does a, okay, so what, how does a father, Jerome, Jerome, how does a father, okay, so what if I can't be a father by my damn self? I can't carry the child? What should I do? Yeah, but, so, I mean, it's just... Uh, it's not right. It's not fair. That, uh, you know, we just want to agree with history. Have a vasectomy. Yeah, well, well, let me say this, Vanessa. Have a vasectomy, and then you don't have to worry about it. If I want to have a child, Vanessa, I'm not going to have one of those. What are you talking about? Let, let, let me say this really quickly. Don't Jay, the, the question is, is that did you choose a woman, right? Because now you're blaming her for choosing you. I'll say it the other way around. Did you choose someone that you did not choose wisely, right? Can we put the blame on you by saying that you didn't choose a woman that would uphold the same values that you had if she got pregnant, right? I, I could say that. I'm not blaming anybody, mind you. I'm saying that 
as a guy, we may have all gone through that situation. I'm not going to tell my business in this place, in this piece, but I'm going to tell you this, that we have to still respect that if we start pointing the fingers, we could just point the fingers at each other all day. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have picked her up or she sh- you shouldn't have returned her phone call and then you chose to slept with her, him and he chose to slept with her. We could do this all day. The problem is is that fundamentally we have no right as an individual to tell any individual soul what it should and should not do. Because if we're not going to take re- responsibility for the consequences, it's like talking about child support, right? If she goes ahead and has that baby and you have to pay child support, you're like, hey, how come I got to pay child support and I can't see my child? Well, technically, you chose to have a baby with her, right? We can't talk about the laws regulating an action <laughs> when it affects the other person as well. So I don't know the oh, answer to the question. Okay. I am just saying I believe in individual freedoms when it comes to that, that that's a negotiated thing. Have a talk with her, see where she is in her emotional state, but you don't know what it's going to do to her as an individual, so it's making one person do something that they don't want to do, they, they're not doing that for fun. That has to be agonizing for women. I can't imagine. I don't like to go to the doctor generally. Imagine having procedures or going through something and having – I can't imagine the emotional toll that that takes on anybody. So I will never tell a woman what she can and cannot do at any given time because I can't imagine from that perspective what she could or could not go through. So I can't call her selfish for doing that. I don't know. All right. We'll be right back after this. Support for this podcast and the following message come from UCLA Anderson School of Management, who teaches the next generation of leaders their values of sharing success, thinking fearlessly, and driving change. More information available at anderson.ucla.edu. Emergency crews in northern India are searching for eight climbers on the country's second highest mountain. The BBC's Richard Galpin reports that four Britons, two Americans, one Australian, and an Indian set out on May 14th and are now missing. The missing team is led by the experienced British climber Martin Marat, whose company has run many expeditions in the Indian Himalayas. The goal is believed to have been the east peak of Nanda Devi, which is more than 7,000 meters high and lies close to the border with China. The alarm was raised after the climbers failed to return to base camp on schedule, and their reports of bad weather has slowed down the progress of the rescue team. Andy Ruiz Jr. has stunned the boxing world, beating British heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua last night at Madison Square Garden. Ruiz was a major underdog, but he knocked down Joshua twice in the third round and two more times in the seventh before referee Mike Griffin ended the fight. Speaking afterwards, Ruiz had this to say. I wanted to prove everybody wrong, all the doubters thinking that I was going to lose in the third round, first round. I was looking at comments as well. What do you know, man? I'm the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world. It's a blessing, man. In hockey, the Boston Bruins have taken a two games to one lead in the NHL Stanley Cup Final. Boston beat the St. Louis Blues 7-2 last night. Game four is tomorrow night. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. This message comes from NPR sponsor, H-E-B. When life gets crazy, there's Meal Simple. Hundreds of chef-inspired meals like the chili lime shrimp protein bowl, ready in minutes. When life gets crazy, 
Keep it simple. H-E-B Meal Simple. The First Lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, welcome back. It is time for my favorite part of the show, On a Need to Know Basis with Mr. Jerome Esprit. All right, Jerome, man, we have about 10 minutes, brother. What do you have for us this morning? All right, the Commerce Department estimated from June, from April to June, growth will be below 2%, um, despite the 1.3 achievement from January to March um, that uh. Trump said um, they're going to be 3% over the next decade. Um, we're going to be below 2%. So let's see how this rolls. Uh, there you go for your strong economy, and he got to win because the economy is good. It's going to crash, people. Just want to say that for the record. Now, airports are introducing micro, anti-micro, um, micro, whatever. They're making micro, bi- I can't even think of the name today. Anyway, they're making trades <laughs> for security checkpoints to stop the spread of disease. Now, by the end of the summer, more than 30 major hubs across the U.S. will have introduced the new antimicrobial trays, that's what it's called, which have been treated with antimicrobial technology. So I don't know what that means, but people, please stop putting your feet up on trays on airplanes. Stop taking shoes off. Don't nobody want your feet up on... Never, never mind. Really? Nah, I don't even want to go through that. I don't know what's wrong with people, Vanessa. <laughs> don't put your feet on the armrest. Yeah. I do that all the time when I'm on the plane, man. I'm like, oh, my God. This is nasty, yeah. man. Every time I see it on a plane, I just kind of think to myself, like, um, I, I mean, I don't know if I should, you know, the plane should have those um, little buzzers, like you can, um, you know, when you were on a bus back in the day, you hit the buzzer <laughs> to get off. I mean, like, somebody <laughs> dropped this stuff, <laughs> just open up the back. I just hit the buzzer. Like the train tables off, off people. Well, that is nasty. All right, so even though they have the... Um, those that new technology still don't put your feet on it. <laughs> That's nasty. Really? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Now the grocery chain, grocery store chain, Aldi's have recalled five pounds bags of Baker Corner all-purpose flour after 17 people in eight states were sick, sickened with E. coli. From December oh. 2018 to April 2019. So that's all of these. If you get your Baker's um, corner all that's flour from there, and also Target recalled 90. What'd you say? That's that's one of my favorite spots, man. They sell all kind of organic stuff. All these, yeah, yeah. You know, all these and Trader Joe's is owned by the same family. Oh, so, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Same family owns them both. Um, so Target Target is recalling 90,000 USB charging cables over electric shock. So if you bought your um, charging cable from, uh, it's a heyday three-foot-long lightning USB charger, um, they're catching fire and burning people's fingers. So you might want to get a new one. Just want to put that out. That's my public service announcement. <laughs> I'm generally for that. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Now, apparently New York is beating out London at the world's Center of Finance, according to a new study, which is blamed for Brexit, um, for casting a shadow of uncertainty over the UK's um, 
Duff and Phelps. It's a New York-based um, consulting firm. They actually put out this report saying that the financial institutions are more stable in New York than they are in London. Duh. And who has not been watching the news? Now, really? I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, you know, the um, Kam- Ka- Kamala Harris was doing a forum, and some guy, white guy, around around um, you know, um, active shooter age. And I'm going to say that, and I'm going to keep saying that till y'all understand where this community is coming out on this. But the guy gets up on stage, takes the mic from her. Security takes forever getting there while he's interrupting really? the forum. He doesn't go to jail, but he goes out on Twitter or something and says he was respectful to the black women on stage. <laughs> Again, really? we need to call this for what it is. You know what I mean? Really? Just disrespectful yep. asses. I know it's a Sunday, but I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, that's my mm-hmm. nice way of putting it, by the way. All right. So, so Robert Mueller, who uh, the special counsel, uh, reignited demands for Trump's impeachment by breaking his two-year silence to deny um, that the president or that fool is innocent of crime. He said, if we had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said that. Um, It's what he said from the podium at the Justice Department. He said, we did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. A president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he's in office, is what Mueller said. Now, he said, even if charges are kept under seal or hidden from public view, that also is prohibited. So just so that you know what Mueller is saying is that since special counsel is under the Justice Department, he technically works for them, so he has to abide by their rules, although Mm. it is not unconstitutional for you to charge a sitting president. That's nowhere in the Constitution. The Justice Department has a rule against doing it, and he had to abide by their rules is why he couldn't charge them. It wasn't Mm. that the prosecutor in New York State or something, he could have charged them. But he's saying under Justice Department rules, he had to follow their rules. So don't get that twisted that, um, you know, there was nothing there. He said, um, charging the president. Now, this is his words, Mueller. The special counsel office is a part of the Justice Department, and by regulation it is bound to the department's policies. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option that we could consider. But, you know, charging the president with a crime um, also – he, he noted this, that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse the sitting president of wrongdoing. And for the people who um, this just kind of went over their heads or who love Trump, what he just said was this. It is not their job to charge him. It is Congress's job to do it. Right. The law is that he can't charge him with wrongdoing. Although they have the evidence, which there was clearly 10 attempts of obstructing justice, and they're still obstructing justice about obstructing justice. <laughs> so it's really weird and strange. But anyway, all right, enough of that nonsense. Now, a gerrymandering expert told the Trump administration to ask about citizenship in the 2020 census to help secure an electoral advantage for Republicans and non-Hispanic whites. He, the guy passed away. They found his hard drive, and um, 
found out that he is the one who sent out a memo as a strategist telling them, if you put these questions on the census, on the census, it will reduce the number of minorities counted so their representation would fall to whiter counties and communities, and you would have more wow. amongst white people. Wow. You know, you know what's interesting <laughs> about this, Elias, is that as much as we have the conversation, people like to say, black people are conspiracy theorists. There's a conspirator telling you what he was doing, and you still find it hard to believe. Right. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, we did this. Nixon said that. Nixon was saying that he, he, um, they wanted to use drugs as a means to arrest every black person that they could. So that's where they came up with the war on drugs and all that nonsense. But they actually targeted black people. And so and when you find that out after they died and you made all of these policies saying, well, it's across the board that we're looking out to curb drugs, you find that that's not fair and that's not true. When you look at the crystal meth stuff and the yep. opioid epidemic, we don't see us filling up jails with people who have opioid addiction. No. We want to be compassionate now. Special, we want to make special allowances for them. That's what killed yeah. me about that. When the crack, yeah. crack epidemic came out, boy, they, they were oh, they were on fired them. on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, you know, Cher... The singer Cher tweeted, wrote, uh, wrote on Twitter that she would love to see Trump locked up in prison and made a boy toy of Big Bubba. And she called for his appeasement saying that. And it was a stupid joke and she deleted it later. I think that's hilarious, though. Like, like, oh, boy. And, 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 like I said, as people started to debate, I think Trump has the underground support. That Well, you can have the underground support all you want to, but that support above ground is gone. <laughs> like, like yeah. out on you. <laughs> you can try that if you want to. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, you have time for two it, more, Drew. Two more stories, man. Okay. Um, okay, this this one's important. This company called um, um, Weibo, it's a user, claimed that they're, they have developed a facial recognition software that can identify porn, porn stars to match them with their social media profiles. <laughs> So they're saying that using AI, no, no, because this is kind of serious. They're saying that using um, AI in different, in the wrong circumstances without you, no matter what it is that you do in life. So all those people say, well, I ain't doing anything so they can use my face on an airplane. They're going to tag you to the time that you um, couldn't make it to the bathroom, that time that you was in the outback, (laughs) like like, whatever, like facial recognition. Wow life together yep. for every dog I'm saying. Now, I only use porn because that's what the story was, but the truth is, everybody is going to find problems with that. And there's an apartment in New York City. Here's the second story, Jay. But more than 130 residents in a Brooklyn apartment complex oppose a plan to use cameras. Now, the company that owns the building wants them to, instead of using electronic keys or key fobs, they want to use facial recognition to let them in and out the building. But there's oh, no regulation hell. on if they can uh-uh. sell that information. So just like your uh-uh. fingerprints, Amazon's going to have facial recognition. Your apartment complex is going to have facial recognition. I think we all seen this movie. The airport is going to have facial recognition. Your butt is not going to be able to move if they keep letting facial wow. recognition come. That's okay. good stuff, man. Appreciate you. All right. Anyways. All right. We're 90 seconds on, guys.
Yeah, so we're going to go a little over as we say goodbye. So if you want to hear our goodbyes, you can call in 347 If not, you can just listen, you know, during the podcast like you always do. Besides for our final thoughts, and ladies are first, Vanessa Maybell, final thoughts. My final thought is, I'm going to sound like Liz. Pray, pray, pray for this country and get out and vote. Because if you do not vote, all this stuff that you are complaining about, you are the cause of it. You are the cause of it because you did not get out and go vote. All these people who let the NRA get away with all of this stuff, get out and vote them out of office. And it's not just a presidential election. We're talking about the elections that go on throughout the year that have these senators and congresspeople and blah, 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 blah in office. Get out and vote. Have a blessed week, everybody. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Johnny D, back in the house, man. Final thoughts. First time in a long time. What say you? It is that. Like I said, again, just uh, getting reacquainted. Uh, thank you for this opportunity, uh, contributors, and, and certainly those who welcome us into their homes uh, each week. So, again, looking forward to processing this information and, and preparing the next week's show. So, thank you again, Jay. Oh, man, thank you, brother. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Uh oh, I guess what that loud music means is that we're in the archive. So now that we're in there, I did forget to give you your sensational story. There was two of them, but here's, here's one of them really quickly. <laughs> we're in the archive, so now I can do it. I wasn't stalling to get in the archive, but here's my final thought. A woman in Florida is arrested for whipping her 26-year-old stepson with a leather belt, with a leather belt after he missed a midnight curfew. So I'm not going to play oh a game of God. black or white for you. Oh, my God. But she was charged with domestic battery. He's 26, and she whooped him with a belt. And she went to jail. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. If there's an age limit on getting arrested for whipping your kids, it needs to be about mm, 10. But anyway, but 26. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm sorry. Then he needs to get out of her house. Yeah, if, you're right. Let me tell you something. If he needs to, if he's gonna abide by that midnight curfew, he needs to stay there. Because <laughs> technically, I don't know what to tell him. Really? <laughs> he shouldn't have got arrested. Is all I'm saying. How you gonna arrest? That's like just fighting somebody. That's just fighting another grown person in your house. Really? You That's all that is. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Well, um, what did he press charges? I hope that was a joke, Jay. I know you wasn't, but that is hilarious. Yeah, I, well, I'm just saying. I, oh, it's a joke, but I'm saying they're arrested. I mean, usually you got to be press charges, right? I mean, I don't know. No, no. Domestic, no, domestic battery no. is when they show up at your no, house no, and they hear yeah. loud noise and they find out you hit somebody or they got a bruise. And they were like, okay, we're going to arrest somebody. Oh, yeah, I know. If they have a bruise. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're going to arrest somebody who got the pains on them. I got it. All right. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks for that one. Jeez. Okay. All right, that's that's so it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to end on First. that one because the other one's going to get worse. Thanks. Go ahead. <laughs> Yo, well, no, I want to hear that one. Might as well. get You're on the roll now. All right. All right. Don't kill me for this one, Vanessa. But, you know, um, some woman, this is news. I'm doing news. Some woman put slightly used breast implants on for sale in um, Facebook for $100 each. She said that they're slightly used in low miles. So she wants $200 for um, <laughs> I am just doing the news, wow. people. That's Parker Baby, Play. Wow. He is so nasty. 
I know, right? Yeah, okay. Nasty, nasty. <laughs> that is just wrong, right there, Lord. That's why I went to archives for Nasty. Good father. I'm waiting for him to go off the air for that. They do. Jesus, Lord, thanks. Thanks, Jerome. All right. <laughs> Get the first and last word. Mr. Elias, man, final thoughts. You know, man, yesterday we celebrated my mother's 99th birthday, man. And I, I took my mother wow. flowers. I took my mother wow. candy. I took her balloons and all the stuff. And I, she looked up and she, she, she said, she said, Mama, happy birthday. I love you. She said, I love you too. Now get your ass out of here. And she went right back to sleep. So <laughs> at 99. Happy birthday. She got to do whatever she wanted to. Yeah, and she, I mean, she was serious about it, too. As, as me and my brother were leaving, she went right back to sleep. So, Mama, happy 99th birthday. I love you. I've been always going to love you, the first woman I ever loved. But, my God, you could have celebrated with us a little bit. But, hey, man, here's what it is. <laughs> hey, that's a beautiful story. Pull on the belt. Good, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My money was on mama in that exchange. That's right. All right. Okay. In August of 2015. (laughs) Exactly. All right. If you've been listening to this show, you know, like Jackie tells us every week, we've been on there for 10 years. We've experienced the highs and lows. You know, a lot of stuff that we put out there, at least I put out there, probably most people wouldn't, but I think it's important to be transparent. Story that came through here uh, back in August of 2015 was uh, when I lost my uh, when I lost my uh, godson. He died of a, a thing called a parasite called an amoeba. It went up his nose and killed him. Mikey died uh, in August of 2015, and it was a sad, sad occasion. It was so bad I, I couldn't even finish the show because I was shocked when I got the news and had to participate in that whole process. Well, today we're celebrating. What would have been his day? He would have graduated from high school today um, on this day uh, four years later. So we're going to celebrate the family. It is a uh, it is a surprise for the family. The family don't know, uh, but um, we just want to acknowledge that that young man was an outstanding young man, and the world is not a better place without him being in it. So, Mikey, I love you, and, uh, man, you know, rest in the brother, because you are one of a kind. He is a true guy. When they cleaned his room out, he passed away when he was 14. When they cleaned his room out, they found that he had stacked money that he was going to give to needy kids. They found about $600 in there that he was going to give to kids who didn't have money for Christmas. He was just a special kid, and it's unfortunate that he's no longer with us. So, uh, you know, hey, man, he would have graduated today. And I can't wait to participate in the celebration. So uh, we love you, man. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff with Tommy, so my friend. It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown show. I want to take this opportunity to say that I am truly blessed to have some of the best in the business to share the stage with every Sunday. I love you guys dearly, and I appreciate what you bring to the table. So for Vanessa, for Johnny D, for my main man, Mr. Jerome I'm Jay Rouch, and have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. We'll see you next week. God bless. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.